You're listening to the Paul Prosize Podcast. Here's my dad, Paul Prosize. Welcome on in. My name is Paul Prosize, guys. Thanks for joining me. Today we're going to talk about a few things. Let's let's talk about a few things that are positive. First, would you mind going to paulprosize.com? Check it out. Connect with me on social medias. All of those things are listed on that website. But you can find me on Twitter as well at Paul Prosize. On Parlor at Paul Prosize. Pretty much anywhere. If you just Google Paul Prosize, you can find me. Love to hear about you. Or love to hear, yeah, yeah. Love to hear about you. Love to hear how things are going. Get some feedback from the show. If you have some things that you'd like to hear me talk about, submit those on the website, paulprosize.com. So we're going to talk about a few things today, but I want to start off with a positive note and talk about a few things that are kind of happening around the world. I was looking around for some positive stories or, or unique things that are going on all around. And so I came across uh, this uh, travelandleisure.com. They've got some pretty, they've kind of aggregated stories from around the world that are positive that are going on. That's a good thing. I know we, we've talked about a few things that need to be changed or we need to be aware of. Um, throughout the the um, first four episodes, and now this is number five, and I and I'm excited to talk about all those things, and and uh, I've got some things coming up um, here soon that we're going to be talking about some things in history, some things that you may not have known, some things that I've researched, and I'm like, man, there's only like one book on this, and it's like boring because it's all just about a bunch of history. So I'm hoping to dissect some of that stuff and bring you some stories from history that we need to know. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're bad. Some are good. Some are bad, actually, as I'm reading this history book. I don't want to tip my hand hat just yet on what those are going to be, but I am excited for those. So there's good things coming. So all around the world, there's, there's good things happening during this pandemic, this time. And, of course, you've got the, the protests and ongoing riots going on in, in all over the world. But, and... Things with China and things. I mean, there's just craziness. So rather than fo- focus completely on the things that we may need to discuss, and I, of course, I'm not going to shy away from discussing those things, there's some things that we can look at and just say, oh, that's nice. That's pretty cool. So if you have the ability to travel around the world, apparently Bermuda is welcoming remote workers. You can have a residency program, a one-year work visa, basically, to work remotely. And if you have the ability to travel, you can actually move to Bermuda for one year. On August 1st, this is August 1st, 2020, this program is launching. You can apply online. Pretty cool. Only will cost you $263. You can have a one-year residency program. Applicants must be 18 years, have health insurance, demonstrate good characters. So they'll probably do like you know the normal background checks and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, up to one year. That's that's pretty pretty cool. If you want to travel, get out, do things. Especially if you live in Seattle, it might be a a good reason for you to escape. Now, the country of Georgia, not the state of Georgia, but the country of Georgia is offering the same thing. Get out to Europe. 
kind of in between Europe and Asia. Georgia is often considered an underrated place, apparently, according to Travel and Leisure. Same kind of things. You have to do the 14-day quarantine as soon as you show up. and That's pretty cool. Scientists are exploring a myster- mysterious blue holes off Florida's coast. What's up with that? So let's look at this article uh, by, by Kyle Hicks from Denver 7, denverchannel.com. Scientists are exploring mysterious blue holes that form at the bottom of the ocean off Florida's Gulf Coast. The blue holes are underwater underwater sinkholes that vary in size, similar to sinkholes you can find on land, according to the according to NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. These are diverse biological communities full of marine life like corals, sponges, mollusks, sea turtles, sharks, and more. Underwater sinkholes or springs in caverns feature that are, are features that are scattered across Florida's Gulf Coast. I've never heard of them. I don't know. What do I know? I'm landlocked in Colorado. Noah says little is known about the blue holes due to their lack of accessibility and known dis- an unknown distribution and abundance. Openings can be several hundred feet underwater and many openings are pretty small. Noah wrote, in fact, the first reports of blue holes did not come from scientists or researchers, but actually came from fishermen and recreational divers. Well, of course, because they're the people out there. And But, I don't know, it was almost like this level of, oh, shock. Scientists didn't discover this. What? Last year, a team of scientists explored one blue hole, called Amberjack Hole, about 30 miles off Saratoga or Sarasota's shoreline. Noah says the exploration of the hole and what was the team's most detailed blue hole investigation to date. Divers, uh, they sit down a thing down there. It's 350 feet down. They collected samples, all that kind of stuff. So there's some, you know, there's some kind of cool things going on. Keep your eye on those. If you happen to be in Nashville, a Dolly Parton-themed rooftop bar just opened. New York zoos are reopening to the public. The Bronx, Central Zoo, Prospect Park Zoo, and Queens Zoo. A couple of those have been featured on a show that my family is growing to like on the planet cha- or the animal planet. We like watching those. Kind of get some behind the scenes on how they do zoology and take care of the animals. It's really interesting. What shows are you guys watching? Enjoying and binge watching during the pandemic times? Or are you ignoring that and going to, going to work? Love to hear more about that. So if you have good news or, or things that you would love to hear about, I'd like to include those within podcasts and not just solely focus on the things that we need to, we need to work on or, or talk about. What else is going on in the news? This is not, not such a good thing. There's some things going on we could talk about. Denver Public Schools is suing the federal government. 
DPS, and this is again from the DenverChannel.com, Channel 7 here in Denver. DPS, Denver Public Schools, joins the NAACP lawsuit against Education Secretary Va- DeVos, Betsy DeVos over CARES Act and funding. I watched um, a Vimeo live broadcast from the Denver Public Schools and Education meeting, um, and they said that this is also in coordination with the Southern, Southern, Law, Southern Poverty Law Center. I'd like to know who else is involved in this lawsuit. There's a bunch of people signing on, apparently. I might do some more digging and find out a little bit more about this, find out why, what's going on. According to Lance Hernandez of the Denver 7, the denverchannel.com, Denver Public Schools just joined a lawsuit filed by the NAACP. (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. Singing to stop education, Secretary DeVos from forcing public schools districts to share more pandemic funding with private schools. So there, the the Denver Public Schools are alleging that it's unfair and unequitable. You're going to see that word a lot more. How things are just unequitable. They're not equal, which is kind of funny. When you read later on in this article, it says it is unconscionable for defendants to siphon away the cares the CARES Act desperately needed funds for the benefit of more affluent private schools. So they're basically framing this as as the rich are just getting richer and we are poor and we don't have any money. And by you taking money away from us, you're hurting everybody else. And those people in private schools are just all rich. All of them are rich. It's richy riches getting richer. The NAACP filed lawsuit in the district, um, the U S district court in Washington, D.C., what we're looking at here is a secretary of education carrying out her personal agenda. And that's to destroy public education, said the NAACP president, Derek Johnson. So the article says that under the CARES Act, Congress appropriated more than $30 billion to help K-12 through schools and colleges respond to the pandemic. It instructed school districts to set aside some of those funds for the benefit of disadvantaged private school students. Well, if they're disadvantaged, how can you be against them? Denver Public Schools. So are you saying that you're not going to give money to disadvantaged school or students? How is that unequitable? Or how is that so equitable? So if they're disadvantaged, they're going to private school, maybe they need some extra help. Maybe when they're going to that private school, they've been suspended or expelled from their public school. That does happen. There's some behavioral issues that go on, and then they have to resort to going to private schools. So should they not also receive funding to get them more help? A lot of times those end up being religious schools because that's what's available in their neighborhoods. There's a lot of Catholic and um, other Christian and other um schools down in that area, down in Denver, that are available. There's some charter schools as well. And they're saying that by getting that those funds over there is is not right. It's bad. Oh, just terrible people. They're saying and alleging that Secretary Voss wants money to be distributed to private schools based on the total so total number of students in each school. 
See, the problem is that when you have a Department of Education that divides money the way that they do, it's not equal. It's just not. Why are people out in Douglas County less valuable than inner city schools? Well, because of equity, blah, blah, blah. There's a larger tax base. Make more money down downtown Denver. So they should have more money. I don't know. But what happens is in the local politics of it all, they say that Douglas County or other counties on the suburbs are richer, therefore they should not. And they're also white. A bunch of white whiteies have all the money and they should not be getting receiving as much money as the inner city students. Even though majority of the schools are fairly diverse. It is quite interesting when you hear people say how unequal things are out here for us. I find that really frustrating because it's just not the truth. My my daughter's school has quite the... Um, I'm trying to find the numbers here real quick. The The school has 43% minorities... And it has a better, and my 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 assertion is that even though it's predominantly uh, um, white population, but forty three percent of the pop, the kids there are white or are are minorities. And in fact, my daughter's school or classroom this last year, she was the minority. There were more ethnicities represented in her class that I've seen since I was in the military and my, or my dad was in the military and we were in school. I mean, seriously, you want to find diversity in schools, go to a department of defense school and you, you'll see some awesome diversity. That's how I grew up. And I'm glad that my kids get to experience that as well. Somebody had told me that there was 90% of the schools are all white kids and it's just not the case. We assume that because, oh, suburbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. We just make all these assumptions and just run with it. In a news release uh, published online last month, DeVos said this, there's nothing in the law Congress passed that would allow districts to discriminate against children and teachers based on private school attendance and employment. That's true. There's nothing in the law that, that that determines who gets it other than just equal. Everybody gets an equal share. Oh, my gosh, that is so racist. Equal. And it is interesting that we have this narrative going around right now that everything is racist, everything is awful, everything is bad. So give me more. Give me more because you Whatever, whatever your agenda is at that time, we've got to stop that. And if we are doling out money in the billions, just shelling it out left and right because local school districts can't operate with a budget, they're looking at a $68 million deficit in Douglas schools. It's not my number. That's according to their own broadcast, Denver Public Schools. 
$68 million deficit. So they are not going to receive funds, they're saying. And it's because of COVID, and so we need this money. But it can't go to anybody else. It can only come to us. This is Robin Hood in reverse, according to Johnson. The Denver Public Schools attendant, Susanna Cordova, said, we believe that Congress's intent is to provide funds to serve economically disadvantaged students. It's not. It's to serve everybody, to serve all the students, no matter what their financial outcome is. We believe that the efforts of U.S. Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos and the Department of Education will do irreparable harm to those children and families unless stopped. If we don't get our money, there will be irreparable. This is like always the, the most extreme extreme cases that they, they like single out one kid because they don't get enough fun. And you know, I mean, it's like, there's no, there's no, there's no basis for this other than just hyperbole and partisism. That's, that's the, re, the only reason they can get to this and say these things. Robin hood in reverse. Give me a break. It's not even real money. They're just issuing these things and just sending out checks Give me a break. Johnson, he's one on one of the board members, uh, said that isn't it an issue we should be dealing with in the middle of a pandemic. This is just ridiculous. There's a pandemic going on. Just give us the money. Yeah. <laughs> give me the money. This will siphon off millions of dollars away from public schools in the in in these critical times. Are those other schools not worth anything? Are they not serving a population? It is an interesting argument. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe those other schools, Christian schools, Jewish schools, just private schools, charter schools, maybe, maybe they have so much money, they're funded so well that they don't need any help. Maybe. Maybe that's possible. I don't know. I don't know what every school looks like. But they say it's arbitrary and capricious. Is promulgated without following mandated prescribed rules and requirements. And they're just making making crap up. Because there's not the rules that were mandated. The only mandated rules is they off that they give the money out equally. So they just lie. And they sue, and they get on the on, and get their teachers' unions rallied and and all worked up, and then they. You should look into how teachers' unions are even funded. In most states, it's illegal to give money directly to a teachers' union. So, when the paychecks are written out, I should be able to decide where my money goes. Like, if I work for a school school district. My money comes to me. And then if I choose on my own free will, it should be with this way, right? Then I get to divvy out some money to the unions. Oh, I just love what they're doing. They're representing me so well. They're giving to all the Marxist candidates. I love it. I'm going to give them more money. But if I choose not to be a part of that, I shouldn't have to give them my money. 
Well, here in Colorado, guess what's happening? And it has been happening in a long time. That money goes not directly to the individual, gets siphoned off and offered up to the teachers unions. And who do the teachers unions support, by and large? What if you are conservative, Republican, whatever you are? Constitutional party, no affiliation, don't want to be involved in any of this bullcrap. I don't want any of this. I don't want to fund it. I don't want to give any money. There's a lot of people that object to it because they give to organizations they don't agree with. So they just don't want to give their money to it. Well, they've set up rules and regulations on how you can get your money back. So in order to get the money that was paid to you, that you paid taxes on, <laughs> you have to go through a process just to get your money back. And it's some in like, I, I actually worked at Douglas County schools when this was going on. I'm not, I, there was a movement to get rid of this law in Douglas County schools. Maybe it's not a law, but it's actually, in fact, illegal in Colorado for that to happen, but it does happen. Nobody seems to care because eh, whatever unions have so much power, incredible power. start looking through the Twitter feeds of all the people that are on the board for Denver public schools. And you'll just see how terrible, terrible the U S government is. And the things that they say on, in public on their Twitter feeds, you guarantee, I guarantee if I was sitting across from them from a table, they would not act that way. Maybe they're emboldened. Maybe they are just, you know, time is now. This is when we speak up. I'm going to be nasty to everybody right in front of their face. Maybe. Maybe some of them. I don't know. It just, there's just so many things going on. And it is where these people would actually tell the truth. So if you aren't in favor of this money going to charter schools, at least tell the truth in it. Don't be hyperbolic about it. Be honest. Tay, Tay Anderson, he's on the board. Running around to stop killing black people. Shirts. He's so powerful in this. Good, good, I guess. He's, I mean, that's his right to say those things, but where do you base that off of? Who's killing black people? All the cops, all the cops are killing all black people. We had um, a little bit ago, a couple of days ago, I guess about a week ago, a half ago, last weekend, we had... Here in Colorado, Colorado's Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. I think it was the sixth year that this has gone on. And, of course, what happens is agitators come. And it was a peaceful pro it was a peaceful assembly showing appreciation for law enforcement. And, of course, who shows up? Antifa, anti-cops, agitators, 
they showed up with, you know, and they're just doing, hey, we support you, police officers. Now, according to the news, there was, you know, a little, a few incidents here and there. But if you just look through the Twitter feeds and videos posted all over the place, it's not true. They did turn violent. You can actually see one girl with a crowbar. One of the organizers was beaten bloody. Just trying to protect somebody. How does that happen if it's so peaceful? Uh, one local individual named Deborah Flora, she's got a video out there that shows a lot of this. It's okay to hate cops. Cops and clan. There's um, ACAB representation there. ACAB is all cops are bastards. See that graffitied all over the place. If you see ACB, there's basically an anti-cop thing. That slogan's been around or that saying's been around really since I think about the, the 20s from when, I, from when I looked at. Not new. Depending on which group you're a part of, you see that on a lot of bikers. You see that on whatever. Of course, if you go to Wikipedia now and you look at that, there's actually newly edited sections that talk about how fighting against racists. <laughs> it's interesting how revisionist history is happening around this stuff. I'd encourage you to do your do your research on all, all of these things. Don't don't trust me. Go and research it for yourself. It is really getting quite frustrating out there. It's just one thing after another after another. So I, I want to start highlighting some of these stories that are good, and I want to start highlighting stories that are bad. I'd love for you to help me out with that. Start sending in your stories at paulprocise.com and contact page, or you can just you know, mention me on Twitter or any of the parlor or any of those other places. There's a lot of good things happening, though, like I said. There, there's, there's positive things in this world, so let's cover those as well. Saw a thing that Trump wants to, he's looking into it, what it, was, what it said. But he he's considering giving access to things that happened at Roswell. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> I don't give in to conspiracy theories or all that kind of stuff. But even his own son, I guess he sat down with his own son and some triggered thing. I don't even know what it was, honestly. It just The, the, the one little clip Team Trump online said that his son was interviewing Trump and he was like, are you going to, are you going to uncover these? Are you going to release the information? He goes, I'll look into it. I'll, I, who knows what that means? Politicians speak. 
hey, maybe you'll learn about aliens. Who knows? <laughs> maybe we're not alone. We've got other things going on. I've got another project that I'm working to be going to be working on with a couple of good friends, and we are going to be releasing another podcast. So I'll be doing this podcast regularly, and then another podcast that we will be releasing episodes on here in the new future. I'd encourage you to look out for that. It's going to be based on some pretty fun things. It's not going to be political in nature, but we are going to have fun and discussions, and we are going to talk about our top three, our top three ideas of whatever, our top three favorite beers we're going to review candies or top three whatever's the funniest things we saw on twitter top three funniest things so we're calling it top three podcast look out for that we're going to be releasing that here soon i think it's going to be an enjoyable thing to sit back and relax and not talk about politics i think that's good i, mean, I hope to have that so that's going to be a positive thing that i'm going to be involved with really good friends of mine so look forward to that you can find me more, like I said, on paulprocise.com. Guys, let me know how I'm doing. This is my fifth podcast. I'm going to be bringing out some new things here soon and doing more studies and doing more things. So I'm looking forward to that. You guys have a great weekend. Again, my name is Paul Procise. See ya.